If anyone out there is looking to start a podcast but doesn't know where to begin, I have a great tip for you. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. It's actually what I'm using right now. Anchor is free to use and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. They distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and a ton of other places. Another cool thing is you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Everything you need to make a podcast is right in one place. Seriously, it's so easy. My first ever episode I recorded sitting in my closet, talking to my phone in the dark. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey guys, my name is Haley Grove, and I'm a big believer that dance can be the thing you love most in life, but it can't be your life. Not if you want to have a sustainable career. I want to explore and highlight some of the things that dancers do outside of the studio. What fuels your creativity? What keeps you grounded? What are your other passions outside of dance that make you, you? So that's what I'm here to talk about. Dancers doing the stuff they love. Let's dive in. Hello! Welcome to Dancers Doing Stuff! This is the first official episode. Wow, I'm so excited that I'm actually doing this. I'm not gonna lie, I was very nervous to start this project. I've been talking about it for years and it was finally time. So, oh, it's really happening now. Yay! Today, you will hear from my friend Michaela Abbottball. She's an incredible dancer who has recently started a balloon garland company. We chat about dance, manifestation, being an entrepreneur, all while making vision boards. This episode was originally streamed live over on my YouTube channel, Essentially Haley, so definitely go check that out. The video is awesome. I share some clips of Michaela dancing, and you can see what we're talking about when we start crafting. All right, let's get started. Wow, this is so cool. <laughs> um, I hope you enjoyed that little intro and you're excited today. <laughs> my guest is, is here hiding. Um, welcome, my name is Haley. If you don't know me, um, if you're watching on YouTube, if you're on Facebook, you probably know me. So hi to you. <laughs> um, yeah, so this is the first show. It's uh, scary and exciting and a little messy, but here we are. Um, today, I'm going to be talking to my friend Michaela. We met doing ProSem um, at BBC when I first moved to New York in 2014, and she is like the most amazing dancer ever. She's done a lot of really cool things, um, and she's the type of person who really, if she has an idea and wants to know how to do something, she just figures it out and like teaches herself how to code a website or, you know, create packaging or design a balloon company. So I'm really excited to talk with her and share everything. So <laughs> thank you for being the very first guest here. I'm thank so excited. Me, Haley. I'm like so honored. I woke up this morning. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to be on a show. <laughs> so funny. Okay. So let's get down to business. 
Um, explain for everyone, since I know you, but they don't or they might not, um, just who are you? Like, where are you from? What's your story? Where have you been? Tell the story of Michaela to us. My story. Um, <laughs> let's see. I mean, I was born in Montreal, Canada. So I'm originally from Canada, but I grew up in Florida for most of my life. Um, and I grew up always in the arts, went to an arts middle school, an arts high school. Um, dance has always been my life, like at school, after school, on the weekends. It's just always been a real fundamental part of who I am. And then I went on to go to NYU for a hot second in New York City <laughs> as a dance major. And it wasn't the right place for me. So I ended up taking a leave of absence, but then my career kind of started. So I did ProSem with Haley, which is a program at Broadway Dance Center in New York where they kind of like prep you to be a professional dancer. And um, yeah, and then I just started dancing and that took me from New York to Vegas. I was there for a year and a half about. And then I went to LA and then I was there for quite a few years. And then now I'm back in Florida. Because, no. <laughs> COVID, and because you're up to some really cool stuff too. Um, exactly. Yeah. So we, we met in New York City doing ProSem, the professional semester at Broadway Dance Center, which like you said, is a really great program to kind of prep people, get them ready to be in the industry. But you forgot one little adventure you had in the middle of ProSem when you just like went to go audition for So You Think You Can Dance and, yeah. and do that. So it was like maybe <laughs> like what I remember, I remember you just like leaving one day and, and going to do that and stuff. And like, how was that experience being on So You Think You Can Dance? You know, I like don't, I, it's weird. Like, it's not something that I remember so clearly because I think it was so fast. And then yeah. once we went to, um, well, it was the Vegas round, but at the time that year it was in California. Um, I was only there for like a few days, but I got cut. So it didn't feel like that long of a journey. But the audition itself was so interesting because what you see on TV is like, um, they show you like one round and then like the solos and there's just really a lot more rounds than you think. They make you do like improv at the beginning and it's like so fast. They like cut people so quickly that sometimes there's just like such incredibly talented dancers that don't even get seen because it's just so fast and they don't really give you much time to really showcase yourself. But, um, it was really terrifying and really fun and, um, really, I don't know. It was it was an exciting exper experience. It was very scary. I will tell you that. I think I was like the most scared I was to do anything. Yeah. But um, I learned from it. I remember coming back from that experience. I had learned a lot from it. So yeah, that was, that was like a, a hot little impulsive move of like, oh, let's go, let's go and audition for so you think. Yeah. So. But I feel like you're always you've always been that type of person in all aspects of your life where you're like. I'm just going to try. Why not? Like, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And that's something that I, I try to learn from you a lot. And I think I have <laughs> being around you. Um, and like, I know, so obviously we're, we're dancers. We're going to talk about dance and that's what like most of the people that I know are, you know, around. But um, something that I really find inspiring with what you do in life is that you are always doing other things besides dance. And I know that 
like you've had some really cool experiences in the dance industry and then now you've kind of been stepping out of dance and doing some other stuff so maybe before we talk about our our craft for the day which um I'll tell you guys, we're going to be working on some vision boards, some mood I'm boards. So Michaela is like the <laughs> queen of mood boards and vision boards. I love and I, it. <laughs> I feel like if I had to pick one person who just like knows how to visualize what they want to happen and then like manifest it and make it happen, it would be you. And so, oh my God, I wish. You're, the no, you're just so, so good at that. So I think that that's the perfect craft to start us off with this journey. And like it's September, like I don't know how it became September now, but we're in September. It's like new school year, kind of. It's a good time to like refresh. You don't have to wait till January 1st to start a new project or anything. So I'm excited to work on that while we talk. But I would also just love to know like some of the stuff that you do outside of dance what makes you feel like creative when you're not dancing and you know just some of the other stuff that make you you that's not just being a dancer yeah um I feel like my my brain runs like a million miles per hour we were talking about that yesterday I just like whenever I have an idea or inspiration I just have this need I'm like I have to do it I have to try it and I have this like, like I don't know I live by the feeling of like I don't want to regret anything. So anything that I am excited to try, I have to do it and I have to do it with my whole being. So with that said, when I went to LA, I decided to start transitioning my career and more into acting because that was something that I had always dreamed of doing since I was younger. And um, I mean, what better place than Los Angeles <laughs> to try to act? So um that's been something that I have found a lot of my creativity in um, lately. It's been something that um, the part of dance that has been, because I mean, all dancers are really actors at the core of it and we're storytellers. And I think that's what I love the most about dance. Of course, it's moving my body, but at the core of it, it was really telling a story or an emotion or something it's a connection. You connect with people. And that was something that I was really excited to take, but then use my voice. Because with dance, you don't really have the opportunity to use your voice. So figuratively, we're still learning on how to use yeah, our voice. Still learning English. <laughs> figuratively, what is going on? Or also, like, literally, you know? Um, so that's been something really fun, and it's been so different. It was really a shock at the beginning to have to um, find courage within myself and trust myself to allow my voice to come out and to um, <laughs> let those emotions come out because it's. I felt more naked than with dance. Like with dance, yeah. I felt like I could hide behind, um, like like I know I'm doing this well, or like at least I know right. that turn if I didn't do that well, you know? Right. Like, whereas no, I totally acting, feel that. Like, literally you're naked and like your voice holds so much of who you are that that has been something that I had to learn to trust myself a little bit more and be okay with myself and not just have to be like a pretty, pretty dancer and have to do it perfectly. It's kind of like sometimes you have to not be perfect and the rawness is what makes it good so that has yeah. been an interesting journey it's so 
important. And there's all of these lessons like feed into other things, especially in the arts. Like, I mean, people create art because it's, it's expression. It's, you know, it's so, it is real. It's like, it's one of the most naked things that you can do sometimes. That's really cool. It's interesting because if you take an actor and you ask them to move their body, then they feel naked. Yeah. It's like, ugh, like their, their most inner secrets are held within their movement because they're not used to it. So that's their shield. So they feel naked while moving. Whereas like us, we're like, yeah, we can just move and like feel great. But my shield was using my voice authentically. Because anyone can read a script, but actually allowing that emotion or that feeling come through you authentically through your voice is actually a lot more difficult than it seems. And it, it really has forced me to um, trust myself and be okay with who I am and not the shell that I want to show people or like I try to put out. It's like having to face that which has been extremely difficult, but it's made me grow as a person tremendously. And also creatively, because it's very important. Oh, yes. Okay, go. <laughs> Entrepreneurship. Like, that's like, when you think that, you think like, oh, business, you got to be a businesswoman, a businessman. But I have found that entrepreneurs are very creative people. Like, it's a, you have to have a creative spirit to kind of make it happen. So that's something that I fell into the past, like, I would say five years with different endeavors and now balloons. But um, <laughs> I, I find <laughs> I find a lot of, um, I fulfill myself a lot. Hey! <laughs> this is a authentic RSVP balloon, which we'll talk about a little more later. <laughs> Yeah, so that's been a fun creative outlet for me to design and create and, and um, put things together that go out into the world. So that's been a fun experience too. Yeah, I love that. And that's a perfect segue to start working on our vision board. So for anyone who has lived under a rock for the past few years, should we <laughs> explain what vision boards are? I mean, you are like the queen of them, I feel like, but... Um, love my vision boards. Yeah. <laughs> you want to give like a quick little like vision boards for dummies for anyone out there who might um, oh my God, not know what they are. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so a vision board, if you don't have one, you need one. Um, they are basically, it's all your visions of what you want with your life, I guess. I mean, everyone kind of does them differently. I think for me, I try to find images or um, people or places or things that spark joy for me that give me inspiration. So I used to feel like I had to make it perfect. It's like, I want this exact house and it has to be a print of that house or else it's going to be messed up because it needs to be that house. But no, it, it, wouldn't, it was counterintuitive. So now I kind of just go through Pinterest like I'm sure who goes through Pinterest because I get, wowzers. I get stuck on Pinterest all the time <laughs> yeah I literally I'm obsessed with Pinterest and I will go forever and ever and ever and that's kind of like a vision board in a way when you pin things that like inspire you but then you want to go a step further and you want to print those things yeah and then you want to put them on a board together and then hang it up somewhere where you can see it every day whether it's like your bathroom or next to your bedside because then when you get up in the morning and you see it it's everything that inspires you about life and what how you want to feel in life like how, what you want to be surrounded by that will then 
it'll give you, it'll re-give you purpose for your day. It's like, okay, that's why I'm showing up today. That's why I am putting the energy in what I'm doing right now. So, and they look so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Once they're done, they look really pretty. They do. They look really pretty. And it, But it's okay if they don't look pretty. That's the whole thing with it. That's like, true. That's true. Sometimes <laughs> I've been learning, especially in this pandemic, that like sometimes messy is better than nothing and like hmm. doing something. And that's where I get stuck a lot. And like I get like Pinterest crazy sometimes where I'm like, I must collect every pretty picture yeah. of this purple flower and it's like it becomes like an obsessive thing and that's when it goes beyond like vision things because sometimes um like some of the things I was reading about because I, I tried to do some professional research on vision boards before oh. our, before our talk but um it said that you know number one like the first rule is just there are no rules but mm -hmm. also something that they recommend is really like getting images like you said about the feeling of it so that yeah. you can really look at that and like automatically click in your head what does this make me feel how do I want to feel and I really like that better than like this is just like a, a wish list of all the things I want to buy right. one day when I'm rich like it's exactly. bigger than that it, and that's mm -hmm. what's going to make it more powerful and more meaningful so I actually so I don't know if you know about bullet journaling it's kind of like a whole other thing oh, that we yeah. could talk to you but <laughs> I like to do kind of like mini vision boards so you're doing a vision board on like an actual board which is so awesome and also your computer didn't fail you and you were able to print your pictures out <laughs> myself when I just saved them all in a document and didn't print them but I have a lot of other random items and stuff that I like to glue and I like to do my vision boards in my bullet journal. So this is actually a brand new journal that I just set up recently. I always do like all these different trackers and all like I kind of go crazy with it. Um, but I really like to have my vision board in here with me because then I carry it with me everywhere. So I know that it's like always with me. Um, so I'm going to be putting my little vision board in my bullet journal and Michaela is going to be doing hers on her nice big board and if anyone out there has even just like a piece of paper <laughs> oh my gosh that's amazing I'm very extra guys <laughs> this it's is what so I big you're so prepared see you always are like I'm gonna do something and I'm gonna do it 110 percent <laughs> but it's a problem <laughs> so if you're home and you don't have like all your crafting supplies ready because you weren't you didn't know we were doing this today that's fine um sometimes i like to just actually get a piece of paper and just like make a draft i like to get all of the ideas out of my head because i know both me and michaela are very like we like things to look nice we like it to be perfect and it's kind of hard sometimes to step away from that which i think we're both working on especially oh, yeah. recently. Um, so, but some, if you're like us, then it might be beneficial to just kind of jot down some ideas while you're doing this. And also you obviously, there's no time limit on making a vision board. You can go back to it. Um, some people suggest that you should leave a little space open and free so that you're kind of accepting mm. um, like new ideas and new opportunities by I having a that. little blank space. I don't know if it's like the most visually appealing, but I like the idea <laughs> of it. So maybe I'll try that. Um, I, I'm yeah. so for that. 
Yeah. You never, like sometimes you get something that you never thought you would want and it's the most perfect thing for you. So I love that, like keeping that space open for something that you may not be thinking of that when that thing happens or comes to you, it's like, it's pure bliss. It's like, this is what I didn't know I've been waiting for. Yeah. Like so I really by, love that. I feel like by setting intentions, you're, you open doors for other things and you open and start going down your path where you might not have even known you were going to end up there and you can't plan those things. And like, yeah. I know they, they say that a lot with like, what's meant for you is meant for you. And they say that in the industry and dance and like, you know, if a job is meant for you, it's meant for you. Sometimes it has nothing to do with talent. It's because you're a certain height or you are in the right place or they like your energy or like it could be so many things. Yeah. We as people, I'm not saying like us, but I mean myself, I do sometimes. Like definitely us. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) definitely us. I was trying to like give us like a little, uh, get us off the hook, but but, you know, like it's hard not to like take it personally and to think about it and, and think of it as like a, a reflection on you as a human and I think that there's part of it is like doing the work on yourself to just really be confident in knowing who you are as a person so that those things don't affect you but of course it's easier said than done and of course you know if someone's judging you and and our industry is very much like judging a book by its cover and and sometimes judging by the talent but sometimes not and so it's really hard to separate yourself from that. And so I think that setting intentions and setting goals and and also like focusing on things that aren't just dance all the time, which is like one of the main reasons why I started this whole show is that I just think it's so important to really like work on yourself and work on being a full human and like having other passions and interests outside of dance because those will eventually fuel your dance because you're fueling yourself and we are our yeah. instrument so like yeah thank you for coming I'm to my for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay so what are you starting with for your vision board what is like your process what do you usually do so I normally like I said I start through Pinterest and I kind I personally like to pick at things in my life that are important to me Like, for example, friendships, relationships are very important to me. So I'll find images that kind of spark joy for me of friends spending time together. I'll have to, I need to like cut these, but I'll kind of show you. Like these, these girls look like they're having a phenomenal time. (laughs) (laughs) I would love to be there. And I genuinely like, I can't explain to you why. I mean, it's not like a dream of mine to, I mean, Sure, it could be a dream of mine to sit on a pink chair in some tropical island, but it's it's more so the feeling I get when I look at it. Like these ones are just spending time together in the sunset, and that sparks joy for me. Another thing I will do is definitely travel because travel fuels my soul and makes me feel good, and I'm at my happiest when I'm traveling. I mean, who isn't? But <laughs> but I will just look at images that inspire me Hmm. and I don't really even know where these places are so it's not like (laughs) my dream is to go to Hawaii and I have to pick a Hawaii I mean that's fine if that if that feels good to you that's great for me it's more so 
just the images that just like spark something for me. And I found that sometimes I will put an image here that I will have no idea where it is. And then I will be traveling and I'm like, oh my goodness, this is literally what was on my board. And I didn't even know that it was in this country. And then I see, cause I, I mean, you stare at it every day. And then I see like the image in life and it, it's really, it's really fun. It almost feels like a treasure hunt in life of like the universe. Seriously, <laughs> that's, this is what I'm saying. Like she literally is like the manifestation queen if there was one. Like oh, it's so, it's so inspiring. That. And I feel like, <laughs> I mean, we can talk. So like while, while we're starting to work on this, um, I have a lot of random things because this is not like, these are not the items that I planned on doing. So I'm going to keep working on my vision board after this call is over as well. But um, something that I wanted to bring up was that uh, you mentioned about like entrepreneurship. Wow. We are having like the same problem today. We're, it's really rough. rough. Speaking bug. Yeah, it's rough. If anyone is like a speech pathologist out there, is that even the word? I don't know. Hit me up because I, I need help. I need I can seriously use one. <laughs> um, but entrepreneurship um that is something that you kind of inspired in me which I had never even thought of myself being any sort of business person or you know interested in that I've always listened to like podcasts about like crafters who like start Etsy shops and that kind of stuff and I, I love like making things with my hands that's kind of the way that I decompress after dancing and stay creative without having to dance all the time. I like like just making little things and playing and doing crafts and stuff. Um, but we will, so back in the day, um, you kind of introduced me to like essential oils and all of that stuff. And yes, both, that was another part which of is the like journey. So crazy, which crazy. It's not really part of our lives anymore. I mean, I still use essential yeah. oils all the time, but I think that, I think that that kind of, inspired something in us like yeah. being a part of that kind of like it, it is an MLM company and and we were you know like working on, I wasn't working on it like so hard but you were like really working on it and I saw you like really working on this and like figuring out all these different steps and I was like wow this is so cool you could do this with anything and then anything we both kind of like started doing our own things. Like I started having my Etsy shop where I made bath bombs and, and stuff and working on YouTube, but using all of these different tools from business that I had never thought myself. It's like, I'm a creative person. I'm not a business person. Yeah. And I kind of had boxed myself into this idea of who I was. And you kind of like, were like, hey, you know, like actually there's other parts to this. And I think that it's so, so cool what you've done and you've, so like, let's just get into it while you're, while you're making your board. But basically, <laughs> Michaela has now started her own, um, well, with her boyfriend, uh, this balloon garland company, which is like so crazy, so fun, and so, so random. random. It really does sound so <laughs> random, but it fits you so well. And I can see how you've used what you've learned in dance and what you've learned in business mm -hmm. and you've kind of like merged them and found something that just like works so well and is also so smart because you have your own business and you're able to you know audition and pursue acting and like 
you've created so many opportunities just by following this one path and this one spark that you had. So definitely like while you cut and glue, um, like tell everyone about it because I'm just like always blown away with everything you do. And the balloons are amazing. I mean, I still have Thank them you. here in this room. They are, they are shrinking a little bit because it's been I'm maybe sure like two like months, really <laughs> but the foil ones are like solid. So yeah. How did you even start this? Like what, where did this happen? Yeah. So I started my entrepreneurial, um, journey in Vegas, I was doing Steve Wynn's Showstoppers, and um, a castmate of mine was doing doTERRA, um, which, like Haley was saying, is an MLM company. And that type of business model totally works for some people, and they do extraordinarily well. And it, it fuels them. They find community. Um, for me, I learned a great deal from it, a great, great deal. And I learned so much about myself and how much I can push myself past the limits of what I thought was possible for myself. The the one thing that wasn't fueling me was that there was there wasn't much space for creativity in it because everything was already set for you and you were just it was systems. Everything was systems that you had to follow and like you didn't have to follow it, but it was like proven systems that you would just run with the, like the content would kind of be created for you. The product is created for you. And I remember feeling like, I love this. I love the feeling of this. I love working with the team. I love, um, putting things out there, but I wish I could design the bottle. I wish I could design the packaging. I wish I could create my own website with it, not just send them to their website. Yeah. So that's kind of what started pushing me towards my own, um, venture, I should say. Yeah, I, and, I totally feel the same way. Like, I started out like trying to be like, okay, this is a great way to make money. And like, I love using essential oils and stuff. But I was researching and trying to figure out all of these things. And I was like, wait, why? Why can't I be researching and doing all of these things for something yeah. that I'm creating that I'm in total control of? And it's like so empowering to to feel like you actually are like creating something and like it is. doing the work on your own. And like, I mean, you have just like, boom, literally created everything. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I, when I try to even think through moments in time, it feels like it all overlapped. Cause especially with being in the entertainment industry, you're always like moving, you're in different places. So it's not as like, life's not as sequential. So it's like hard to think of it. But it's fun to look back and see the journey and like what what took you where, and um, it's interesting because especially with MLM, I I remember always hearing people saying like proceed with caution, like pyramid scheme, all these big things. And while I don't necessarily agree with all of that, I'm so happy I didn't proceed with caution because I saw it. I'm like that looks fun. I went for it one thousand and ten percent. And had I not. I would not be where I am today. Like I would not have learned everything to get to the point that I, I am here today. So after, so yeah, so I started that in Vegas. I went to California and then after a while of doing it, I'm like, I kind of want to create my own thing. So I made, I designed an essential oil case and that was like my first taste of like making my own product. 
And I didn't, I didn't like sew it or anything because I am not good at that. And I didn't even like draw it out. I just knew what I wanted. I had mood boards. I had to hire an artist to design the prints and then I had to find the manufacturer. So there, it's almost like being a producer. It's almost like you have this, big production to put together and you have to find all the moving pieces to make it a physical product. And then when you have that product in your hand and it's like, I made this, this is like something I actually created from scratch. It's a really cool feeling. And then when you put it out there and you're like, is that even going to buy? And then it gets really terrifying. It's like, you don't want all your hard work to go to waste, but then you start noticing that people do buy and then people appreciate your stuff and they're like wow this is amazing and once you start getting those kinds of comments it's it's like that bug bites you you know Mm -hmm. and it's like it's it's addicting and that from the cases I I moved away from doTERRA and into just um doing I had two different cases that and a keychain case and they were selling on Amazon and they were doing really really well and somehow we got to the front page and that's really hard to do on Amazon. So we got lucky because it was a very specific niche. So that took off and we were like, wow, this is fun. Like you can make a product, put it online with a lot of hard work. Don't get me wrong. Like it was <laughs> a lot of hard work. So much. And then it was selling and it felt so good to see people like when they take pictures and post reviews, it's like, oh my goodness, my product is in someone's home right now. It's really, it's really exciting. So from there, we were trying to figure out, like, what else can we do? What else can we create and sell on Amazon? So that was the original goal. And um, we somehow fell into balloon pumps because they were, like, something that was in high demand and low competition. And from there, I'm like, that's interesting, but I need something creative to make it worthwhile. Like, I can't just, like, create a product, make a bunch of money, and call it a day. Like, that that works for some people. It doesn't work for me. I need to feel inspired by it. So from that, I started seeing these balloon garlands and I was like, that's interesting. I've seen them in like Kardashian parties and like store openings. But at the time, it wasn't really in every like every home. Now it's getting more popular. Accessible and like I've had balloons in my party that just like sit on the floor and like people kick them around or whatever. (laughs) But which I love. I love that look. I love like the messy, not perfect feel of balloons. And it, it's so true. It, it's, you have to hire, at the time you had to hire a balloon artist to make these big displays. And then my dad's 60th birthday was coming up and we had to put like decor for him. And I had the hardest time finding nice balloon colors. Like I, I called the, cause it was in Montreal, we had it done. I called the local balloon place. I'm like, can you make this? And I showed them this really cool image of these like silvers and like grays. And they're like, yeah, sure. And when they came with the balloons, they were like black, gray, white. And they were like the tacky, typical, like there was no like, there's no spark to them that I saw in these images. And I was like, okay, there's, there's, there's a gap here. There's a hole here. It's either like your party city balloons, or you have to hire a very expensive balloon artist. Like there's no in between. So the whole Amazon thing kind of drifted away. And I was like, I want to make a business, like not a business, (laughs) but I want to make a brand now. And there was just this whole crazy idea to just create this balloon brand. Cause when you think of balloons, you don't think of a brand, you think of just balloons. Right. So it, it just occurred to me, I'm like, what if you can make it a brand? 
And then that what if was all that I needed to start at least trying. And it might take a different route. It might go a different way. And it's like constantly changing. And Haley knows because (laughs) (laughs) Haley takes care of, she manages the whole Instagram account and she's fabulous. Well, I try. (laughs) I'm still learning as well. And it's, it's so interesting to see like how your ideas start somewhere. And then like, well, I like, I think I can't remember when the last time I traveled anywhere, but I when the last time I was in LA, it was probably I guess last spring. I stayed with you, mm-hmm. and you were showing me like the packaging and stuff, and you had just like gotten these tubes designed, and I was like, "How do you even know how to design a cardboard tube?" Like you just like you were like you learned how to do photography and Photoshop and you coded your website and like yes. you and Stoan were just like doing everything. And it's so it inspiring to have people <laughs> around you doing that because if you can do that in one aspect of your life, like you're able to do that in any aspect. And it just shows that like you can, if you really put your mind to something, you can figure it out. There's always a solution to everything. And it may not be the solution you were hoping for or thought you would need, but there's always a solution to everything. And the like when you're standing at the start of a journey, it's like, where do I even go from here? Like, how do I even take the next step? And there's so many days, like even I was telling Haley, this week has been a week where I'm like, I felt stuck. I'm like, I don't even know what foot I need to step on next. It felt overwhelming. And there's moments like that. And then all of a sudden, you kind of break through that little wall a little bit and then another plethora of possibilities open up and then it's the next week and you're like, wow, I can do this and that and that. And when you start looking for it, when you start taking the action, it's very interesting. Like things open up, like the right, the right podcasts start showing up, the right um, teachers or the right in, not necessarily influencers, but just people in general, you start seeing and noticing more that teaches you uh, what to do next or something, an ad pops up for finding manufacturers or like everything that you're asking for kind of starts presenting itself. Whereas if you don't take that first step, then yeah, you're never, you're never going to know what to do or how to do it. But things really do present itself when you don't know. It's so scary, but then you have to trust that it's going to show up. Like things will always show up. And and your answers will, I mean, your questions will be answered. <laughs> that's a good philosophy to have. And I feel like that's something that I like have resistance against sometimes, but I've been mm-hmm. working to to kind of get rid of that resistance. So while you're while you're cutting, we're gonna do our first game. Let me see. Oh my god. Ready? <laughs> so good (laughs) all right it's time for would you rather (laughs) oh my god you better not butcher me with these questions (laughs) no they're from they're from a a a official would you rather game pack so there's nothing too crazy so we're just gonna do like two or three so don't worry it's not gonna be too too crazy and this is a time where if anyone is watching still um you can comment your thoughts and it should pop up on the side pop up it should pop up and I can drag it over and share it with our our lovely other viewers so all right we've got to pick a red card and a green card 
Uh-oh. Wait, is, like, red scarier? No, it's just, you just pick two, two different ones. All right, so, would you rather only eat one food for the rest of your life or oh. sleep in a cage of snakes every single night? What? I think that's oh a pretty easy one. God. <laughs> I don't know, Haley. Eating the same food, that's so boring. But it could be, like, any food. Like pizza? I can do pizza every night. Yeah, I don't think I could. I mean, yeah, no, I, I couldn't even sleep in the cage of snakes if they were. Yeah, you know what? They were the snakes. gentle snakes. Still, like the slithering, I think would bother. No, 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 no. Let's yeah. do food. Do yeah, yeah. Let's do it. And like, <laughs> you could pick like a really good food. If it's like a good crunchy pizza, I can do that. Interesting. Okay, let's do another. If anyone out there, I think you can comment. Sometimes they pop up, some, sometimes they don't. <laughs> okay, let's see. Would you rather have an incurable itch between your toes or uh, have to wear clown shoes every time you walked? An itch. I'd have to say an itch because sometimes you got to look cute and... <laughs> Clown shoes. I would yeah. suck it up. Clown I mean, shoes would be rough. And yeah, I, no, I definitely suck it up. I'd suck up the itch. Yeah, and I would imagine you would just get used to it, probably. It's kind of like point, you know? I know. I was just going to say, say, like, suck it up, but it, but it looks pretty. <laughs> I don't even know if I if I have, like, feeling between my toes anymore after, <laughs> after dance. So, okay, last one. here okay would you rather have to constantly stream the private thoughts of everyone within one mile directly into your mind or mm -hmm. have tennis ball fingers have tennis balls for fingers <laughs> oh this is funny you know I would actually be really curious to be able to stream everyone's thoughts because that teaches you so much about like but can you turn condition. it off? That's I mean, the only problem. That's the only problem. Because no. if it's, I mean, I'm in New York. So there's so many people. Like, I think I would go crazy hearing all of those thoughts all at the same time. It's so true. But I don't know. That'd be a pretty cool th like experience to know what people are really thinking and why. And how, like, that teaches you so much yeah. about And plus, general. I'm kind of nosy, so... It would be entertaining. Like, we wouldn't have to pay for Hulu or any of those things. So true. You could just listen to other people's thoughts, which okay. might be a little okay. creepy sometimes. Or, I mean, it would be creepy all the time, but, you know, awesome. <laughs> well, that concludes our first game. Yes, I survived. It's really, like, the only game. That, there's, no, there's no more games, really. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> if you came for games, this is not the place to be. But, um, yeah, so what is, what is, like, the latest situation with the balloons? Like, what is happening right now in RSVP balloon land? Yeah, so right now we are making a huge branding shift. So that kind of came with the whole idea of let's make balloons a brand. And um, we're working with an incredible um, 
art director, like brand, creative brand art director in Amsterdam. And she's creating the entire vibe of the brand from the typography to the colors. And we're working on the, the purpose of it, the voice of it, the basically personifying the brand, which has been such a fun experience to work with her because I have like all these ideas on my head that I, it just sticks and it doesn't come out and being able to work with her one-on-one and speak to her and play with these ideas and seeing how she's able to take it out and make it into something has been really incredible. So that's been really fun. And some other things where we've moved our production, well, we're in the process of doing it from, originally we sourced everything from China, and now we're working on sourcing everything from Italy. And, um, which is exciting because, I mean, it's Italy, and who doesn't want to take a business trip to Italy once all of this COVID stuff is done? (laughs) But... Um, also the factory is very like eco-conscious and their balloons are hundred percent latex. They literally tap the trees like right outside their factory and, um, it started as a family business. So, and their colors are incredible. Like, of course the Italians have like the most incredible fashion colors for even balloons. <laughs> so that's been fun. And other than that, it's just really structuring it to be, everything that I dream of it being and actually taking action on that and making it happen instead of just thinking it and saying, I wish it could be this. I wish it could be that. It's like, let's make it that. So that's been, that's been the process so far, which has been so exciting. So what, um, do you have any images that reflect your business on your vision board or you're wanting to put on there? I do. I was actually just pasting some of it. I mean, I was literally going to paste like our mood board for the brand. I this is it. I'm not supposed to really show this to everyone, but it's fine. <laughs> All <laughs> I mean, 11 so, like, people who are watching are going to just freak yeah. out for your balloon vision board. <laughs> right? It's funny, but I love it. Yeah. So I'm going to put that there just to remind me like everything. This is like, this gives me so much happiness when I look at this. Yeah. And then I also put down pictures. Let's see. Where is it? Of offices because I get so inspired by the space that I'm in. I think I'm going to have to show you the actual board. So wow. <laughs> you know, it's getting there already. So this is like on this side, there's like offices. I don't know if you can see. Cool. But they're bright and beautiful and fun and open. And that makes me feel really excited when I see it because I love space. I love working with people. I love um, the dream is to have a big team that I can collaborate with and have like big, fun, collaborative meetings where we all just like vomit our ideas and creative um inspiration and who knows what but that really inspires me I also printed out our tiny little Instagram account of only 300 followers so follow us yes follow (laughs) please follow RSVP Balloon and you can always message me there and I will probably respond really is the best I don't know what I would do without her because I would have zero posts if it wasn't for Haley (laughs) I don't know what I would do without you. I would be just (laughs) sitting on my butt, not trying to like achieve anything. No, that's not true. But I mean, putting together a show, don't even. (laughs) No, but I really, I mean, I really, I'm not just like saying that. I really 
get so inspired just seeing everything that you've done and that's been such a big impetus for like me starting this and like just seeing that there's more possibilities because I think so often you know there's that kind of like starving artist uh mentality and like it's like forced down our throats and like with so many people being like oh well when are you gonna get a real job or you know like it's just it's become so common that we have to like accept that and I think I grew up thinking like dance is is I mean I couldn't not dance if I if I tried dance is just like it's 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 who I am and I think a lot of other dancers can relate to that other artists like you just like it's part of you it's like it just oozes out of you but then when you have to start trying to make it into a business and you are your own business and it it becomes like a dirty word like business and money and and that but it doesn't have to be like you can still have a business uh, of yourself or you know who says you can't just make your own balloon company and support yourself that way and then be able to have the money to take the projects that inspire you instead of doing something that might make you uncomfortable or, you know, like it just opens up so many more possibilities. And I think that that's so inspiring and something that like I never really thought of. Like I, I always thought like, oh, dance, like I'm going to dance. I'll hopefully get a job. I'll hopefully book something. I'll you know, do something to make money, but dance won't be that. And and that's not true. It doesn't have to be that way. You can think of it mm-hmm. the same way as anything. Like there's oh, yeah. so many possibilities and, and we don't have to just settle for for that. I don't know. I'm like rambling. No, it, it's but... so true. It's something that I have, um, I mean, still constantly having to remind myself, but I have realized that first off, there is an abundance of money out there, an abundance And it doesn't have to be a dirty thing. And it doesn't have to be a thing where it's like you're either an artist or like artists can't be successful. They can't have like very abundant, fruitful lives. And I don't think that should ever be a thing. And I even thought that too. I was like, oh, if I'm going to be a dancer, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to be struggling. So I have to do something else. And it, it's, to me, money, I try to look at money as an exchange of energy. And the more energy you put into something, more of your heart that you put into it, you deserve to be rewarded with that energy. You're, you deserve to be given back with that energy. And one thing that I remember someone saying is a lot of times people think money is bad because you see a lot of, like, you see people with money that are bad and you're like, look, it's bad. But the truth is it just, it's an amplifier. Mm -hmm. If you're a really good person with a lot of money, you're an extraordinarily good person because you can use that money to do amazing things. If you're a really bad person with a lot of money, you'll be an extra bad person because you have more, you have more, um, like capital, I guess. Yeah. Like you can do more damage with it. So it really just amplifies who you are as a person and it gives you more, not more power, but it gives you more, um, options. It gives you more options and then you can do more with that and you can, you can help more people and, and just enjoy life for yourself, you know, like yeah. experiences, travel. So it's something that like, I so believe in having different streams of income and different 
passions and, and things that, so that you don't feel tied down ever. Like if dance is about dance, let it be about that. Let it be about feeding your soul and that's it. And it's okay to have things that just feed your soul. Yeah. And you're not a failure if you need to have another job so that you can feed your body with food. (laughs) Like, I think that's also something Mm -hmm. that like, it's like, you know, it's okay. All of it is okay, basically. (laughs) exactly yeah well I have some last kind of like quick questions for you and then you can show what your mood board is and we can definitely if you make a mood board a vision board definitely tag me um I made a a Facebook group for this show so that we can kind of create a community and you know craft together and hold each other accountable um I really want to try and just keep playing and creating and have it not have some sort of you know it doesn't have to be a finalized product it doesn't have to be for the industry it doesn't have to be um you know just like something to network or something like I'm making this so that I can show it to people I feel like it's so important for people to just create and play and like that's it that's where it ends it doesn't have to like become anything else after that so I made a Facebook group if you would like to join it um, where you can tag us in your (laughs) vision boards um, so that way we can see what you guys are up to and just keep working on it I obviously have to show you mine um, and Michaela can show her finished version Um, but yeah so here I made another like graphic so here we go I love it. I, I spent a lot of time doing this. Okay, so <laughs> questions. What is the worst song in the world? Oh, that is hard. <laughs> that is hard. I started with a hard one. Oh, I know. Okay, there's this stupid song that Stone would play every morning when we first moved to LA to wake me up. And it goes like at the beginning, it's like, ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka, ooga. And then it goes into like, being happy but you know when you get woken up by something too many times yeah yeah so i have no idea what the song is called but i whoever made it (laughs) not happy um okay what do you keep on your nightstand Ooh, i keep um water all the time chapstick my phone my planner, because if I don't dump everything I have to think about, like at night, I will not sleep. So that helps me like get to bed at night. And then that's it. Sometimes there's like snacks there because I get so hungry at night. Yeah, <laughs> so there's only some snacks there sometimes. <laughs> okay. Have you ever broken the law? Don't like incriminate yourself on camera, but... I mean, I guess so, in, like, very minimal ways. I mean, I guess if you've, like, jaywalked in L.A., technically you've yeah, totally done that. broken the law. So. <laughs> or, like, I'm pretty sure, like, I mean, I guess I shouldn't really. I mean, I can't get in trouble from this, can I? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe if you think you can get in trouble, don't say it. It's really not that bad. I'm, like, I was just thinking, like, as a teen, I'm pretty sure my parents gave me, like, glasses of wine or whatever. That's technically oh, I, breaking the law now. I guess so. But if your parents, like, if it was, like, a holiday or something, you're probably, <laughs> it's probably, like, Manischewitz, so, like, I, you're probably I'm fine. Not, 
I love that. That is really good. <laughs> I am like such a boring, like goody two-shoe kind of person. So if I have, it's been, it's like you'd probably laugh about what I would even say. So <laughs> <laughs> Okay, the last difficult potential question is what do you love most about yourself? Ooh. Oh, that's hard. I know. That is I saved it for last, but um I think it would have to be my willingness to take chances. Mm, I love that. At the same time, it's probably the thing I hate the most about myself because it's <laughs> terrifying and sometimes I'm like, what am I doing? But I am really grateful that I always find it in me to just face the fear, feel it, and then do it anyway. And that I, I have to give myself, Pat. You got to give yourself some love, you know? <laughs> yeah, definitely. Okay, and the last, last question is, what brings out your most creative self? And this is going to be a question I ask every guest I have. So if you're watching and you're a future guest, you can start brainstorming now. <laughs> You know, for me, I think it's it's freedom and space. And what I mean by that is when I'm confined to the norms or rules, I find that I have the kind of personality that I have to abide by those rules and I have to fit within those rules. So that takes away my creativity. But when I'm like handed the reins and I'm trusted or I trust myself and I have space, um, and that comes a lot with being my own boss that works a lot for myself and my creativity. Cause one thing with dance that I struggle with a lot is being always under other authorities, whether it's the, the choreographer or the producer, I felt myself like, even if they're like, okay, improvise this count of eight. And I'm like, I suddenly don't know how to improvise because it's like, is it going to be what they want? Like I have such a need to please that when I don't have that constraint and I feel like I have that the freedom without judgment, which comes for me when I get to um, lead my own show in a way, that gives me space to be creative and to take chances and trust those chances, like trust those choices. Mm, that was a really good answer. That was, oh, thanks. That was really good. <laughs> Awesome. So where can people find you if they want to check out your balloons, if they want to check out your life as a dancer, plug away everything you've got to plug. Oh my God, I've never gotten to do this. I've listened to so many podcasts, <laughs> so many webinars, and they always ask this and I'm like, one day. <laughs> um, okay. So my Instagram is Michaela Abbott Ball. So that's M-I-K-A-E-L-L-A-A-B-I-T-B-O-L. Very complicated name. I you know my parents are friends. see it below because <laughs> um, on the screen I put like an overlay. So if anyone's watching, they can see perfect. your name there. <laughs> oh, fancy. I wish I could see all this. I know. Um, <laughs> um, the balloon Instagram, guys, we're like, desperately in need of followers please so. <laughs> follow us on the balloon instagram um so that one's rsvp balloons um the website is rsvp Boop, there we go there's the speech problem <laughs> the website is rsvpballoons.com um i mean if you want to see my like 
entertainment, professional dance acting website. It's MichaelaAbbaball.com. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no one it. ever really checks it out, but... <laughs> they should because you're awesome, so... <laughs> Other than that, I think that's everything. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being the first ever guest. I'm so honored. Oh, my God. (laughs) Thank you for, like, plugging away through all the tech stuff. And thank you to everyone who's watching. I think there's only a few of you left. But there were a lot of you throughout who came and went, and that is just, like, so awesome. Next week, I'm going to have another awesome guest, and we'll be making a different type of craft. Um, So, yeah, join the Facebook group if you want to know what the craft is ahead of time so that you can get the supplies. I can hook you up with that. So thank you so much, and everyone have a great night. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much, Haley.